Though the global pandemic may be slowing things down, Spring Branch is taking tangible steps forward to keep our economy strong, like supporting our local businesses, linking them to free online business courses, and help from our top leaders. Spring Branch is working for businesses. Yours. Find out more at sbmd.org. Welcome to Looped In. This is the Houston Chronicle podcast all about real estate, the dirt, the deals, the people, the places. It's all here. I'm Nancy Sarnoff, real estate reporter with the Houston Chronicle, and I'm here today with Alan West. Hey, Alan. Good to have you back. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) So, Alan, today on the show, we are finally talking to another woman. (laughs) It's been a while since we've had a woman on the show. (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. yeah. We need that. We I need know that. we have a lack of of women, and that's probably my bad. But um, so many people who work in real estate and development are are men and mm-hmm. urban planning and architecture and and well, there's just a lot of men in the industry. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm excited that today we have Ann Olson on the show. Ann is president of the Buffalo Bayou Partnership the local nonprofit that has been behind a bunch of efforts to revitalize the 10-mile stretch of Buffalo Bayou from Shepherd near River Oaks over there to the Port of Houston Turning Basin. Some of the partnership's projects include the Sabine Promenade Sesquicentennial Park. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. The hike and bike trails and, of course, the impressive $58 million Buffalo Bayou Park project. Ann Olson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for being here and adding a, another female voice. There are lots of females in nonprofit work also. So That's true. <laughs> should, I, should I be more quiet in this episode? No. Okay. okay, okay. No, Just please. check. Just check. I'm not bashing you or, <laughs> it's, or it's, your we gender. Can, we can do a both and. It doesn't have to be an either or, right? <laughs> All right, Ann. Well, so... The first thing I think we'd like to ask you about is how Buffalo Bayou Park is doing since Harvey. It's been six months, and how how badly was it affected, and what has the recovery looked right. like? Well, I think we're making a lot of progress. Um, the park was impacted quite heavily. Yeah. Uh, I always tell people it's really a tale of two parks. Uh, the upper portion of the park uh, performed remarkably well. Two days after the storm, you would have really never known anything had happened. But the bottom half or the bottom third probably uh, was severely impacted, I would say. Um, One of the reasons being that because of the reservoirs, because they were releasing water for so long, these banks were underwater for almost six weeks. And so that really had an effect on the erosion in the park. Mm -hmm. There was talk for a while about the sediment in the park. So to date, we have removed over 30,000 cubic feet of sediment at a cost of over a million dollars. So it's been a very arduous and expensive process for us. Uh, Before we hauled it out, uh, we did test the sediment. People were concerned Mm -hmm. about that. Uh, I know we, I think, even had a question from Alan here. So we were very careful that we went out and tested 
And then we had a comp- company, Sprint Sand and Clay, that hauled uh, the sediment off. So I think if you go out today in some areas of the park, you wouldn't even know um, we had this storm. But there are other areas where you definitely still can see silt. But we're encouraged because we see grass sprouting up. So we're rather mm-hmm. encouraged by that. Mm. So how much is 30,000, you said cubic feet? Cubic yards. Cubic yards. And I really sediment. don't have a handle on that. But, <laughs> right, that's just uh, so abstract. I know it's pretty amazing. I mean, when I first came into the park. How many cisterns with that much sediment? Exactly. Right, well, right. a cistern yeah. is a football field and a half. Okay. So uh, <laughs> you calculate. Yeah. Um, I know the day that I came in, the first thing, of course, we did is that we blazed a trail through the park so people could get in. And it was really amazing. It was just like a blizzard had come through because you had these huge piles of um, what looked like snow. So it was really an incredible sight. And in some areas, there were as much as four to six feet of of sediment, which is, I think, really like nothing anyone has seen before. Yeah. Gosh, that's hard to imagine. But the sediment is basically from... Um, upstream, right? Right. Right. It's from all the erosion um, really in the back of people's backyards in River Oaks Memorial. Um, Memorial Park has really been impacted by these storms. They've lost uh, mounds and mounds of their banks. So that is all coming from upstream. Mm -hmm. And so what did it cost so the set, um, hauling off the sediment alone has cost us over a million dollars, and we're almost complete with that. Okay. Uh, what we're working on right now, and I think most of your listeners might uh, be curious about the dog park, and yeah. so we're a little bit behind on that. We haven't completed the sediment removal, uh, but we are making design changes right. to the dog park. Uh, we're actually taking out the large dog pond and keeping the small dog pond, but incorporating it into the large dog pond area because we've all noticed that small dogs haven't been using the water as much as the large dogs. And as far as the entire cost to recover this right. this beautiful park that was only recently completed. Right, I right. Mean, I, I, I want to hear about the cost, and I also kind of want to hear what it felt like the first time you went out there. Right, you know, Because right. this has been your life, your professional life right. for so many years. Right. Well, the cost, um, I think when we're all done, will be in the range of maybe 2 to $2.5 million. We still have a great many trails uh, to fix, and the Harris County Flood Control actually is responsible for some of the trail repairs, and they're also responsible for some of the silt to still be uh carried out. Hmm. Um, in terms of my reaction, I mean, it was pretty, you know, I would say sad, mm-hmm. um, especially the, with the silt. I mean, I was gratified by the fact that the upper portion of the park looked really great, but um, really just thought, will it ever, ever be the same? I think that was my first my first reaction. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize either that, you know, our organization maintains more than Buffalo Bayou Park. So there have been other areas of the bayou that have been impacted as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. 
You said that Harris County Flood Control is paying for some of the repairs. Right. Who is who is paying for the the rest of it, or where does that money right. come from? Is it in insurance right. money? So far, um, we have raised private funds um, oh. to do the repairs and the removal of the sediment that we've done thus far. Um, you know, Houstonians are always very generous, and people really are invested in this part. Mm-hmm. So we've been fortunate. Harris County Flood Control will be responsible for three major areas where the trails failed, one being in back of the Wortham Fountain, another in back of the Beth Assurance Cemetery along Allen Parkway, and finally um, a trail on the north side near the Rosemont Bridge along Montrose. And um, they will be responsible for coming in and repairing the erosion and putting back the trails. And I think the last cost estimate I saw for that was about $3 million. Okay. That's r- encouraging because that's lower than I assumed it would be. And as time wears on, we may find other things. For mm-hmm. instance, we lost about 400 trees in the park. And um, as time goes on, some of the larger trees, we may find out that they were affected. It takes a longer amount of time. But we're fortunate enough that we're partnering with Trees for Houston. Yeah. They've stepped up and they're really helping us uh, with volunteer activities and really have made an attempt to donate as many trees to us as they possibly can. Mm, that's great. And what kind of feedback are you getting from users of the park are you seeing more people heading out there now? Um, you know, are, are, I know you said that the dog park is he- was heavily used. Right. Um, but I guess I, I'm asking what what life is like in the park these days. Oh, my gosh. We, you know, like two days after Harvey, again, people were utilizing the upper trails and enjoying the park. I mean, I think right now we don't really see a change in the amount of people that are using it now versus before Hurricane Harvey. So people are coming to our events. They're renting um, bikes. They're using the food trucks. They're going to the Dunlavey. Mm-hmm. So I think the usage really hasn't been impacted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever been to the Dunlavey? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried to go there once. Line was too long. We didn't even get in the line because <laughs> Only of, why? Because you of the, tried? Oh, my God. Well, not, uh, we came close once, but the parking. Yes, and they do have valet parking, um, yeah, but, but that it's like, is an issue. It's, um, it's like 20 bucks or something. No, it's well, not yeah. that much, but it, it was, I just felt like it was quite a lot. We knew parking would be challenging when uh, we decided to put in the cafe, but I mean, it has done extremely well. Mm -hmm. It's operated by by Clark Clark Cooper Cooper. Restaurant Group, and they own a Visa Brasserie 19 Copa, and I mean, it's been extremely popular, just not during the day, but for events at night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then whenever I went, that one... (laughs) Saturday or Sunday. If you go on a Saturday or Sunday about 11 o'clock, there are so many young professionals there all lined up to go in. But the line is pretty quick, actually. But the parking, you can't get a spot. Yeah, one of the things with parking that we did do, (laughs) not up at this portion of the park, but down more near downtown is, you know, the city through the downtown tax increment reinvestment zone, 
has shifted the lanes over and has, has allowed us to put in these head-in parking spaces. So that's really alleviated some of the parking issues. Okay. That's what I would suggest, Nancy, maybe <laughs> parking away. and If I were par- you, I would park uh, south of Allen Parkway, or I would take Uber, or you also could ride your bike. You could ride your bike, wow. or even walk <laughs> along the trails. All right, well, or even kayak. We had a seven-year-old with oh, us oh, at oh, the oh. time, oh, okay. so having to cross... Uh, Allen, Allen Parkway. Parkway. Is, right. that, is that what you're suggesting? Right. There Anne? is a light right there. <laughs> we did put in a light as part of That's the true. Allen that Parkway. That does make things more complicated. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I'm I'm still dying to go, to be honest. You really need to. You'd think you were in a treehouse. It's really, yeah. really very, very Yeah, nice. it looks beautiful. We should do a field trip. Yeah, let's do a looped in live. And oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. They're open during the day, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're open from seven till two. Okay. And then at night it's rented out for special events. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go after this. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> My stomach is starting to rumble. This is good. All right. Um So there's this surprise expenditure of, of this extra money. Right. That that goes into the recovery. Right. Meanwhile, there was this movement to start on the east sector. Right, right. So how are those two things related? Have has, has this movement east been delayed in some ways because of Harvey? Our consultants had come to town, and about three weeks later, we had Hurricane Harvey. Oh, so geez. what we did, okay. and we were ready to really engage the public, have community meetings. So we put the planning effort on hold for about three or four months. Mm. And just a few weeks ago, we had our first community meetings. But what we did during that time... We had the hydrologist on the team really look at what had happened, did some modeling, gathered information, because we wanted to make sure that when we went out to the public, we had all the facts and figures about how Hurricane Harvey affected uh, the bayou over there. Where would we from now on have to build our trails? Up until this point, we've only uh, gotten like 30 feet for our hike and bike trail easements. In some locations, we were thinking possibly we would start having to get 90 feet or even 100. So they looked at that. They looked at the areas um, in terms of the 100-year floodplain, in terms of the 500. We hired uh, Dr. Phil Bedian from Rice with a speed center, and he helped provide many of the models. We looked at what would happen if we had another Hurricane Harvey, what would happen if we had a storm surge that would come up the bayou from Galveston Bay, and we looked at that um, up until the year 2070, I believe. I can't give you all the details. We're compiling a report but we were pleasantly surprised. This part of the bayou, it's much wider. Mm-hmm. The banks are a lot steeper, right. and we don't have the flooding issues that we have um, in downtown and west of downtown. Uh, what we did have over there, however, was severe erosion on some of the taller uh, banks, mm. a lot of scouring of the banks and erosion. But uh, we really have been encouraged. And so actually, when we went out to the public, well, we had a presentation And we did highlight the hydrology study in that. But throughout the uh, meetings, we really didn't have too many comments or concerns about flooding in the future. Okay. What are the concerns? Um, A broad range of concerns. I think um, just not so much with this project, but just in terms of the neighborhoods as they're evolving right now. 
I mean, I think people are very concerned about the gentrification that is taking place in the East End and in the Fifth Ward. Mm-hmm. We're working both with both of those communities. So we have three um, major themes for our planning effort. Authenticity, we want whatever we do to reflect the cultural and industrial legacy of that part of town. Uh Inclusivity, we want to make sure that what we do brings longtime residents and businesses along. And then connectivity, we've done a lot as an organization east to west, but not a lot north to south. So what we want to do with this plan is bring both neighborhoods to the bayou, Hmm. but also to link them to each other. Because traditionally they haven't, or historically, they haven't talked to one another. So we have a stakeholder committee made up of residents and stakeholders from the uh, Fifth Ward and the East End, and really trying to do things where we bring both of those communities together. Hmm. This is just through the Bayou's redevelopment. Right, right. right? So this doesn't really have any impact on the real estate development beyond that, right? The the housing. Well, as you all know, parks and green space tend to elevate property values. And um, this has already started to happen over in that part of town. We didn't really have to worry about that with Buffalo Bayou Park because those neighborhoods, first of all, they're really severed from the park. Mm -hmm. And then two, they were already developing very, very quickly. So um, while we aren't going to take on the issue of affordable housing, we are uh, talking a great deal to the affordable housing developers that are working in that part of town, groups like uh, New Hope Housing, Covenant Community Capital. We've even had discussions with the Houston Housing Authority because Clayton Holmes, one of their projects over there is going away because of the uh, I-45 project. Oh, right, right. So... um, Hmm really thinking about the kind of programming we have in the park and along the trails, making sure that it reflects the values and the culture of the Fifth Ward in the East End when we really haven't gotten into this, but, you know, making sure when we have food trucks out at events, those food trucks are from the neighborhood as opposed to bringing people from you know, outside the neighborhood, making sure that we have music that the neighborhoods appreciate. So, just being very sensitive to the issues that are that are going on. Some of the other things that were brought up, uh, safety, uh, lighting along the hike and bike trails, which, which is totally understandable. Again, they really want the same things that people would want in general, performance space. There were dog parks mentioned. Um, (laughs) There was a lot of consensus. There was a lot of consistency, I think, in what people uh, talked about. A lot of boating. People talked Mm. about everything from canoeing and kayaking to water taxis. And um, we really feel, because again, the bayou over there is much wider. It's a lot more navigable. Boating, it really can be the hub of boating along Buffalo Bayou. Already the Rice Crew Team and the Texas Dragon Boat um, Association are headquartered on one of the properties that we own over there, and they practice there almost every day. Hmm. So what uh, it seems to me, though, who will really be the ones informing what happens to the area are the developers and the, right. the people that own the land. Right. For right. example, Midway, the developer right. of City Center and right. a bunch of really nice 
mixed-use developments that are, are mostly high-end. Right. Um, I know that they do do some affordable housing, I believe. Yes, I've heard that the uh, Midway has done affordable housing. But they have, what, uh, close to 150 acres of land right, right there at, at Clinton Drive. Right, right. Along the bayou. Right. They've got a project called East River that they've been planning. Um, used to be the KBR site. Right, right. Do you, I, I assume you stay in pretty close contact with, with those folks over there? Yes, um, we do already have an easement across that entire property. Uh, KBR granted mm. us that uh, years ago. Um, they were not willing for us to go on and build the trail because I think they knew they were going to sell the property yeah. at some point. And I believe there were some environmental issues that they had, which have been cleared up. I think uh, developers, as much as they can, need to listen to the neighborhood. There's so many amenities over there that people want and they don't have. And I mean, you can't go out to a community meeting in the Fifth Ward or the East End or the Third Ward, wherever, and people are crying out for a grocery store. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that Midway's going to have a grocery store because I don't know, but I mean, I think developers, as they think about mixed use and that kind of thing, really need to think about, again, the neighbors. And mm -hmm. even developers, I mean, they're going to have green space. They need to think about how it's going to be programmed. They need to think about how these developments can have enough access so they're not closed out to the neighborhoods and making sure that the neighborhoods feel that they com can come into these develops, whether or not it's to a cafe or to a park or along the bayou riding the trails. So I think just like we have to be sensitive, I think they have to be sensitive as well. And it would also be great. Uh, I know the city right now is very focused on uh, mixed income housing. Mm. Uh, we have been having a lot of talks with Tom McCaslin, mm. who's the head of the Housing and Community Development Department. And I think he really is interested in implementing new models in Houston. I think Houston doesn't have a very good track record of mixed income housing. So that's something we think we possibly can do. We own, I didn't mention this, but Buffalo Bayou owns approximately uh, 40 or 50 acres of property along the bayou. And uh, we're hoping um, that at some point we can buy more property values over there have escalated. Uh, when we started purchasing property, it was probably a dollar, three dollars a square foot. And, you know, now it goes for quite a bit more than that. Wow, geez. What is it these <laughs> days? Geez, I would say anywhere in the 25 to $30 yeah. a square foot. And yeah. I might be wrong. Closer to downtown, it might be even, even more. So, mm -hmm. um yeah, and we rely, uh, well, we have received some public funding, some federal funding for our land acquisition program, but we've pretty much relied on private funding. And the major foundations in town have been extremely generous yeah. in providing us with multi-year grants for land acquisition. And so what do you want to do with that land? Well, that's part of the planning process. Mm -hmm. We're really listening to the community. Um I think we really feel, and I think the community understands this, if everything is just park space, it's really not going to be activated enough. It's not going to be safe. And we feel we have a real opportunity 
in the east sector to bring these neighborhoods up to the bayou because they are Hmm. cut off. You know, navigation on one side, Clinton Drive, I-10. And so um, I think we feel it needs to be a mix of both housing and park space. And I truly feel if we don't do that, um, it's just not going to feel safe. It's not going to be activated. Mm-hmm. And But these are all questions that we're really asking the community. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, you know, people over the past several years that they've seen Buffalo Bayou Park evolve, uh, they've said to our organization, you know, when are you moving east? We want the same or a comparable level of investment that you've put in in downtown and west of downtown. And so we've really tried to listen to that. And then, like I say, we have, you know, somewhat quietly been purchasing land over the last probably 10 or 15 years. Okay. And is there another meeting coming up? Uh, Yes. um, Our consultants will be back in town uh, April 11th and 12th. We don't have anything set in stone, but we will be having some sort of meeting or outreach during that time. We're also reaching out on a smaller basis and encouraging people to host us in their backyards for a barbecue Mm -hmm. and that kind of things. In other words, going where the people are. And uh, we also are in the process of planning bike rides and boat tours for the people that signed up for those at the community meetings. And then we're having an event that I should tell you about. We're really excited about this on Saturday, April 7th, an event called Encounter Meeting Points Along Buffalo Bayou. And University of Houston uh, design students have created the six installations that will be Mm. at six sites along the bayou. And all of these reflect the culture and uh, the economy and the history of the Fifth Ward and the East End. It's going to be a self-guided free tour where you can visit any site. It's going to be sort of like a home tour. Mm -hmm. That sounds really cool. And then at one site, we're going to have entertainment, music, food trucks, and that kind of thing. So really encourage people to come out. We'll People will be able to go to our website to find out more information. We don't have everything up right now, but um, within the next week or two, we will. Okay. And that's buffalobayoupartnership.org. Buffalobayou.org. Buffalobayou.org. Okay. Very easy. And just lastly, what is the timeline, do you think, for number one, East End Redevelopment? And also the the uh, recovery of the Buffalo Bayou Park. Right. I would say in a year's time, I'm hoping Buffalo Bayou Park looks not exactly what it looked like before, but, you know, I want people to see grass. Um, I want to see all the trees thriving. Um, Erosion is going to be something that we'll continually have to um, work with, but we need to do more riparian planning along the bayou's edge. So I would give it a year, a year and a half, and I hope I'm right. Now I'm on the radio. (laughs) You're on the hook. People are going to quote that. I'm on the hook. Um, In terms of the East Sector plan, um, we want to have the actual plan done 
by the end of the summer, early summer, the end of the summer. And then oh, wow. it's a 20, 30-year plan. Right. So we'll have to do it just like we've done with our 2002 master plan. We've done things incrementally mm-hmm. um, as we can. And You said the word riparian? Riparian. Riparian. Along you the pro- river. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you, you probably know what that means. but well, And I know what that means, but only because a... Uh, a high-rise or mid-rise developer was planning a uh, condo building on Montrose Boulevard years ago, and he called it the Riparian. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it, the reason I never heard that. The reason he called it that, and you might remember this: the, the River Cafe restaurant on oh, Montrose. Yes. Uh huh. It was the site of the River Cafe. Oh, okay. And so he called it the Riparian, I and that's how that. I learned the word Riparian. <laughs> Well, when I say that, what we want to do, we want to plant more cypress trees. We found the park was done in phases, and we found where we went in early and planted cypress trees, those areas held up Hmm. much better than the areas we did later in the project where the trees hadn't had time to establish. The other thing that flood control did that was very, very effective and really held up during the storm that we would like to do more of they staked uh, small willow trees. And Hmm. believe it or not, uh, that really helps with erosion. And so we're just now researching uh, the various things that we can do. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this question. A few weeks ago, it rained heavily and the bayou was really high. Right. And the dog park was totally underwater again. Um, we had not silt that came down the bayou this time, but the silt, you know, where we had scraped it off and there was silt, silt landed up on the trails again. Allen's Landing, where we office in downtown, um, did get quite a bit of silt that had to be uh, hauled off and uh, mm-hmm. washed down. So it's just amazing, uh, these heavy rains that we're having. Mm-hmm. And so fingers crossed, every time we, it rains, I, I have to admit I panic a little bit. I'm sure. <laughs> That's but sort of re- a citywide condition, I yeah. think, yes. still. There's a lot That's, of trauma. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But the reason that the, the water rose so high was because of the silt still there? No, I, I had heard um, there was a lot of rain in West Houston, and so all of that uh, flowed down Buffalo Bayou. The other thing that happens at Allen's Landing in downtown is that it's at the juncture White of White Oak and Buffalo Bayou. And during Allison, we found that more water came down Buffalo Bayou uh, and flooded downtown than Buffalo Bayou uh, water. And I should mention... Another project that we are promoting is, I don't know if you've heard of the North Canal. Mm -hmm. And this is a project that grew out of our 2002 master plan. And basically it calls for a supplementary channel to be built just north of all the Harris County detention facilities. Basically creating an island downtown. Creating what, you know, people commonly refer to as our Alcatraz. Um, (laughs) But what the great thing that this would do is it would reduce uh, flooding in downtown. There have been hydrology studies that have showed that it would reduce flooding uh, by five and a half feet, not only in downtown, but then would reduce it on Upper White Oak Bayou. So Steve Costello in the mayor's office at the city is uh, really looking at this, and uh, we hope it's something that is implemented in the future. It could have a real uh, effect. 
Who would pay for that? Um, that's a question. <laughs> it's a very expensive project. Um, it may take federal money, uh, core money, uh, those details. Right. Really but that was one of the parts out. of Plan Downtown when we had Bob Uri right. on. Mm-hmm. That was so exciting, but not right. a lot of people talk about it. This it's been a project that's been around really since the 1970s. Yeah. There was a former landscape, the late uh, landscape architect Charles Tapley. Uh, he did one of the first plans on mm. Buffalo Bayou, and he recommended it. So it's a project that continually comes up from time to time. You, you're essentially recreating waterfront property. In, in right. Downtown Houston. Right, exactly. It would stimulate uh, right. development sort of in that north uh, warehouse district. Right. Yeah. North downtown warehouse Which district. Which could use some work. A lot of right. those buildings are boarded up. And, right, like, right. Yeah. Huh. Although it's, you can't really call it Alcatraz. Houston's Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> right. It could right. become Symphony Island. It could Sym- become Symphony Island. Right, right. Yeah. I like it. Am um, I allowed to ask one more question? Absolutely. Well, so Buffalo Bayou Park, along with Bayou Greenways, were joined the Highline Network. Right. So the idea there is a resources sharing community. Right. Where a lot of these infrastructure reclamation projects that have turned into public spaces and parks pool their resources, share ideas, swap best practices. Can you talk a little bit about some of yes. those lessons and, and well, what this network all, it, means? Well, first of all, you know, we were honored to be asked to, to be in this project. So, because it's just a great coalition. And like you say, we can all learn from each other. And actually, Robert Hammond, the fi- founder of the Highline, started this because he thought that if they had to do it over, they might have done some things differently. Right. But as you know, the High Line stimulated a great deal of redevelopment and gentrification in the Chelsea neighborhood. And so one of the things that we're really focused on as a network is equity. Mm. And again, just like what I was talking about with what we're doing in the East sector. Um, the other thing about the network is we're all in different stages of, of developing these projects. So there's like Waller Creek in Austin. They're just now getting underway, probably with the first project or the uh, underline in Miami. But it's been a very useful tool. We were recently in L.A. in January, so it was fun to see that project. The L.A. Um, River? The L.A. River, right. which all the channelization that that river has is really pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working on a public art project, about five or six cities, uh, Houston being one. Um, where we'll have uh, our project. It's going to start out in Houston. And it's going to move from city to city and mm. end up on the High Line. Mm. So just mm-hmm. a lot of uh, different uh, activities and programs that we're looking at. Sounds great. Yeah. All right. And thank you. Sure. Thank you thank for all you. this information. It's been really informative. Mm-hmm. I'm sure listeners will like to hear about all of the future plans and then the updates on the the park and the dog park and everything. Right. We try to keep people as informed as we can. We put out a monthly e-newsletter called Buffalo Bayou Currents, Mm -hmm. and uh, people can go to our website, and we'll be putting, for instance, the notes from the East End community meetings on the website and just trying to keep people informed and updated as much as we can. Okay. I always have a hard time transitioning to the lightning round for some reason. So I'm just I gonna, will too. <laughs> yeah. No, you're going to enjoy it, I think. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. That said, time for a lightning round where we ask you a series of questions and you have to answer them lightning fast. Right. So, Alan, start us off. 
<laughs> okay, your favorite bayou other than, of course, Buffalo Bayou. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Uh, maybe Greens Bayou. I just know a little bit more about that. Uh, some of the smaller bayous, <laughs> I have to admit, I haven't even been to, like hmm. Hunting Bayou. Um, I think Sims Bayou. I'm not giving you just one answer, You're not. but I or love lightning. Fast. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. You're just supposed to say one word. Okay, one, one or okay. two words. Greens. All right. Next. Uh, favorite Houston neighborhood. Oh my gosh, my neighborhood, Woodland Heights. Woodland your, Heights. Your favorite building in Houston. The Minnell. Coffee or tea? Neither. What? <laughs> you know, I drink anything? I drink Diet Coke. Okay. It's, it's my weakness. Oh, it's my weakness. That's the vice. I've seen you walking on Buffalo Bayou, but what's your favorite place to walk in the city? Oh, well, I'd be crazy if I didn't say Buffalo Bayou. <laughs> well, next to Buffalo Bayou. Next to Buffalo Bayou. Uh, I love South Boulevard, okay. North Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Yes, be careful, though, if you have a camera. Right, exactly. <laughs> Take pictures of anyone. No, no you're allowed to. <laughs> I now, know. Yeah, as long as you're will. not a professional. Oh. I was, uh, I you was, don't have props. I was just being cheeky. <laughs> oh. Well, we're trying to inform our listeners <laughs> right. about what they can and cannot do, right? No, news, fake news. You know. <laughs> we oh. do our best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, best vacation you ever took? Oh, my gosh. People will be really shocked. Mystique. Have you ever, ever heard of it? No. That's where like Tom Hanks lives. Is that his private island? No, I've never heard. Yeah. It's actually where the clothing designer Tommy Hilfiger lives. And uh, <laughs> what? He, he grew up around the corner from me in upstate New York. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, go on, go on. Oh, okay, we'll so. Let, we'll let, let you go on for this question. And his <laughs> sister was one of my best friends. And so when we all turned 50, he flew all of us to Mystique, and we stayed in his, really his, like, estate uh, next door, believe it or not, to Mick Jagger. Wait, he was there at the time? (laughs) He was not. We were actually supposed to go to his house, but there were some people that were already there. But Sting, a lot of um, uh, musicians uh, have their homes there. It was an island that was given to Princess Margaret when she got married. Yeah, that Jeez. is my, the best vacation of a lifetime. <laughs> oh my, where is it? Mystique, it's in what's called the Grenadines near St. Lucia, St. Bart's, okay. all of those um, islands. Is there any chance we can get some Hilfiger money or Sting <laughs> money to help with some of these projects? <laughs> That's my question. I've really lost uh, touch with him. I only stay here yeah. about him in uh, magazines and that kind of thing. <laughs> but wait, the sister, the sister. So the sister, yeah, I stay in you're, touch you're with. Your best friend. Yeah, you're we can tell her when we... T- Turn like, uh, I won't tell you how old I am, but our next big birthday, yeah. we need to go back there. For sure. <laughs> yeah, take Guy Hagstead and have him, you know, negotiate with Mick Jagger. So we can do <laughs> Mick Jagger's, you know, East Development <laughs> Memorial Way. Oh, dear. Right? I'm totally into this. Mick Jagger could fund Houston's future. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, any of those guys could. Right? Why Mick Jagger? You have a thing for Mick Jagger. Mm-hmm. I, I, yes, I have a thing for Mick Jagger. <laughs> so it's I the lips. You, it's the lips. So I bet you never thought, I bet you set, thought I was going to say like Paris or London or something like that, right? San Antonio. <laughs> right. Yeah. Laredo. I don't know. I thought Paris. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Why not? Okay. All right. Well, oh my Mystique, gosh. the island uh-huh. of Mystique. 
All right. Well, thank you for humoring us with that. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for being here. And Ellen, thanks for your great questions. Listeners, we hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, please subscribe to Looped In on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please give us a rating and tell a friend. We are trying to grow our audience. And if you have an idea for a show or just want to say hi, you can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We are at Ensarnoff and at Alan West. Also check out more about Looped In and other Houston Chronicle podcasts at HoustonChronicle.com slash podcasts. Thanks, everyone. 